I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Here we are. Pop that Prosec. Pop that Prosec. Look what I've got. I'm holding that up an, that's a classy one. an actual bottle. It's Aldi, so it was below £5. Oh, that Aldi's amazing. My mum's just done a big Aldi shop. And, Isn't it amazing? Uh, some treasures to be found. I just couldn't believe it. Right, let's hear the sound of it. Here we are. Oh! Pop that Prosec. Pop that Prosec. Pop that Prosec like this. <laughs> Puppy pussy don't stop, don't we? <laughs> this is really dark, but I was reading about um these memory boxes you can get for people with dementia where it plays different songs from their like youth. And I was thinking oh about God. what my songs would be and it would be stuff like Pop Your Pussy Like Poppy This. Pussy. <laughs> and I'll be singing in front of my grandkids, just lick it good. Fuck <laughs> that pussy Jesus just like you should. Well cheers, Merry Christmas. Cheers, Merry fucking Christmas. What a complete <laughs> fucking waste of time. Cheers. What a disaster. Oh. Well so this is bitching every week we talk about a different person. And um, this is the last one of the season. Yeah, so it's a bit of a bit of a drunk one, was <laughs> the idea. Although I've only had two drinks and I'm already like, fucking hell, I can't do much more of it. Two gin and tonics, though, I think is quite substantial. It's not even really hitting me, though, because I've eaten. Oh, Ooh, what did you have? I had a veggie beef burger oh. and homemade chips. Mm, nice. All cooked by my mum. Who at some mm. point wants to ask you about Lisa Talbot? <laughs> Should I text her to say come in whenever you want? Yeah. So Lisa Talbot played my mum in Upstart Crow. And Tilly, your mum is a fan, I assume. Yeah, she's a huge fan of Lisa Talbot. My mum is very, like, any celebrities that she really likes, she'll go on about them all the time. Especially if, like, there's, like, a, some sort of relation between some sort of Kevin Bacon-style degree of separation what you mean like as in she'll never meet them in real life because they're kevin bacon or as in quite accessible because he's kevin bacon accessible because either i know someone who knows them got yeah whatever it is you know it's kevin bacon the one who does the phone adverts yeah oh how do you know him well no no one does the idea is that everyone has a degree of separation from kevin bacon i'm going to share my earphones with you put that one in you in your right what do you need to do for? Yeah, you Hello. do. Hello. Hi. Are you okay? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. M- Merry like Christmas. I was saying to you, but I hate it. My mum doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I see where Tilly gets it from. That's so Honestly, good. Honestly, <laughs> it's the most... Oh, God. I bet you love it, don't you? I love it, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the worst. Look at my Santa hat. Oh, it's cute, though. Thanks. Have thanks. you been doing any bleaching of your shower lately? Are you <laughs> giving it a miss? She asked me that every time I bring up Helen. <laughs> she had any bleach-related accidents? 
Do you know what? I bought a pot of mould um, resistant paint to paint my bathroom with, but then I couldn't work out how to paint the ceiling without it dropping all in my eyes, so I didn't do it. I actually have <laughs> avoided doing it. So. Oh, that's very good. Lesson Personal learned. Growth. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Lisa mm. Tarbuck. Yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely love her. Me too. She is one of the best people you'll ever meet, and everything you think you know about her from watching telly is what you is true she's yeah, just yeah. she's just brilliant she's so funny she's like a proper prankster as well I don't know if I've said this before to you Tilly she does things like um she really likes if you've got a green room where all the actors sit she really likes bringing things into the green room but not saying that she's brought them so she'll bring like a really weird lamp or something and then yeah. she'll just and then she'll just see if anyone notices that there's a new lamp in the green room <laughs> or she has all these toy bananas that she slips into people's bags because she likes the idea that they get home and they just find a banana in their bag yeah. and they don't know so, where it goes. she's so zany but she's so authentic yeah and she's really really nice like she's a yeah. really nice person but yeah, I think authentic is the word. Like she doesn't put on a persona or anything. No, she... perhaps it's from her being from a um, sort of showbiz family. Nothing really phases her. You know what I mean? She's kind of very matter of fact about things, really. But she's and she sounds like she loves the program. I listen to it every Saturday on radio. Her, her she's radio, so funny. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's genius! But it is completely yeah. bonkers, isn't it? It's bonkers. Oh, yeah. It's bonkers. It's like you're inside her head. It's so good. Yeah. She's got a really good um, journal. Well, I say, like, it's it's a bit like a Boy Scouts type journal, but it's called I Am Distracted by Everything, but the word am is with an N. Um, oh. I think it came out last Christmas. I love that I'm just doing a plug for her. What, is, is it a book or is it on, you know, can you get it online or? It's a book. It... I, could bet, I bet you can order it online, but it's like a paper yeah. book. Yeah. And it's like got different activities and it's got all her ideas about tree like trees talking to each other and like yeah. it's all a bit uh it's a journal she really. On, she was on um Grace and Perry's art club that was on in lockdown. Uh... And she made like a little I think she made like a little mosaic thing. She's quite crafty as well, you know, an arty. You like making mosaics, don't you? Yeah, she is. And as well, like when we were doing up Stark Crow the show every week she'd be there with like a pen and paper and she'd always be doing doodles but she'd also always be thinking of the songs that she was going to put in her radio 2 show like all the time if she heard anything she'd be like what's that who's that and she was always thinking about that that show that she was doing on a saturday yeah oh why can't she be in the stage show does she not want to do it oh i don't know you have to ask her i'd I'd come and see it if she was in it (laughs) oh but you won't see it if helen's in it oh yeah yeah of course (laughs) i don't blame you i don't blame you no i agree come back do you think I think we'll so. We'll come and see it in yeah, we post-coronavirus. We'll yeah. have a trip. Uh, yeah, can you see Jenkins? No. I think you can. Let me move, Mac. Can you see him now? <gasps> Jenkins, oh! stand to attention. Stand. 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 Oh, my gosh. Jenkins is a dog, by the way. He to a word we say. He's stand. gorgeous. Right, I'll, go, I'll let you get on with your uh, All right, chats. Cheers. All right, darling. All right. See ya. Bye. 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 Oh, what a lovely person. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. Both of her and of Jenkins. There we go. That's broken up the day. Does Jenkins just follow her around? Mm. She just came in with a little assistant. Yeah, they're completely codependent. Also, I think he just hopes that someone will drop some food wherever he goes, really. So cute. That's the dream. So he cute. is very cute. He's he's the devil. Oh, do you know who also is great? Is Lisa Tarbuck. It's really just made me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
just made it's me really... great, isn't it? When you think of someone great and you just think, oh, like, like that's the sort of person I want to be like. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. thinking she... of songs from our Radio 2 show. Oh, I'd love a Radio 2 show. Why? That's what we should have. You keep going on about wanting to write a fucking book. Every fucker's <laughs> got a book. <laughs> Not everyone's got a Radio 2 show. If anyone works in radio, um, mm. this is Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you some bad advice. Giving you some bad advice. And I know loads about music. Do you? I would say I'm your average music listener Mm. in that I listen to it and like it. I don't know loads about it. I did Mm. actually write a little bit of musical journalism for a magazine once when we were at uni. Right. But that was just preparation for playing Catlin Moran. Yeah, maybe it was that. But you just didn't know at that point. Yeah, I didn't know. I was just trying to copy her. Stand in her footsteps. I interviewed well, this band. Well, it worked out all right for you, didn't it? What band? Oh, it did. Well, this is it. I don't remember. And I feel really bad still because <laughs> they were in, like, San Francisco and they dialed in to be interviewed by this magazine. And it was me, aged 19, having not really listened to any of their music or read anything about them. And I was just like, why do you like making music? And what's your favourite instrument? What's your favourite <laughs> instrument? That's like asking Picasso, what's your favourite paintbrush? Good question. Really good question. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I'd go for one of the flat ones, you know, the, like, bristly flat ones. I'm not f- I'm not familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you that I did a um, Zoom life drawing party? Mm. I drew some, na- I drew some naked mm. ladies. Was she just naked on camera? There were a few of them and they were, yep, yeah, they were very just naked on camera. It was amazing, it was actually amazing. I really recommend it. It wasn't like an official thing. It was just some people had organised it and then they just they just got naked and they'd practised some poses. They did those poses. You had two minutes or something or three minutes. Could you see their faces? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean, could you see their faces? I'm just such a prude when it comes to stuff like that. Not in that I don't think people should do it. Yeah, but, but you imagine it's you. Be, yeah, I imagine it's me rather than someone who like has a balanced perspective on life well it is it does take a certain level of confidence i think and i think they live in a house where they all get naked all the time so they've really normalized it and then yeah and then they all got naked and we drew them and they were all stunning though i did what, come all off... of, so all of them lived together all of them lived yeah. together yeah and there were a few group shots they all got their bums out and they all put their bums at different heights like one was on a high stool one was on a seat and one was on the floor one of them was sat on the toilet <laughs> so this week we are we are actually talking about a real per well not a real person a fictional person we have a subject for today and that is ebony's scrooge there goes mr humbug there goes there mr. goes mr mean i saw a good meme today which was ebony's scrooge um looking out the window and shouting you boy what tear is it Rather than what day is it? It's a classic Dickens. Christ, even I've seen that and I'm off Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) How have you seen that? How have you seen that? On the the 10 minutes a day that I spend on Facebook, I've seen it there. You're always plugged in, Tilly. Even when you're not plugged in, you just know. It just gets beamed into your brain, I think. (sighs) The memes just find me. What can I say? They call me the meme whisperer. (laughs) God, I'm so fucking sad. I'm going to get another drink. So... Drink up. All right, I'll sit here. I'm going to pretend to frozen. 
Are you doing a bit? Happening. Fucking hell, that was convincing, that. That was so convincing. How long had you been there for? Literally since she opened the door. So it wasn't that good because I blinked. Uh. So. <laughs> I was like, what? oh no, my internet. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? What What's in the glass? Another mm. G&T. A double or a treble gin, I'm not sure. Nice. But certainly not a single. Um, some lime cordial, because it was getting a bit sour. Um, and a little can of tonic, Ooh. also from Aldi, which is apparently meant to be uh, as delicious as the fever tree tonics that are they available. Should, um, they should be our corporate sponsor, Aldi. Yeah, I mean, good luck to us with that. <laughs> aim high, aim <laughs> high. Cheers. How's that Prosec? It's delish. I had a question. Yes. I've forgotten what it is. Great. This is going really well. Ooh, drunk drunk episode. This will be so much fun. Wow, wow, crazy. And then what actually happens is I nearly forget to press record and you can't remember what what we're talking about. What do you think about Ebenezer Scrooge? Oh, shall I... We we just wicker... Yeah, let's... We just wickerpedia... We just Wikipedia page. Ebenezer is the hard word to spell. There we are. Ebenezer Scrooge is the protagonist of Charles Dickens' 1843 novella. Ebenezer. <laughs> a Christmas, a Chris, a Christmas Carol. At the beginning of the novella, Scrooge is a cold-hearted miser who despises Christmas, the tale of redemption by four spirits. Remind you of anyone? Is it you? Yeah. Oh, you. Obviously, it's me. You, you're the fucking ghost of Christmas, whatever. The one who comes in is like, oh, be merry, man. And I'm the, like, get the fuck out. They only live for a day, though. That's sad for me, like a butterfly. They don't only live for a day. They are, they're, they're ghosts, innit? In the, in the Muppets Christmas Carol version, they only live for a day. I don't know if that's the case in the... Wait, is that canon? They do really base it on the book, but I don't know, because I also used to think Marley and Marley were two people because of the Marley and Marley... When it's just one character, isn't it? Bob Marley. Jacob Marley. Marley and Marley's one person. What? Are you doing a bit? No, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's just one character, but in the Muppets version, they make it the... the oh, old... right, okay. They make it that. Yeah, they make it two characters in order to have yeah, the Yeah, because it's old catchy. Men. Marley and Marley. Bit like Marley Fable. and Marley. Woo! fucking slaps to be honest you know Faber and Faber there's only one Faber but they just called it Faber and Faber because they thought it sounded catchier everything's a lie Mm. question everything everything's a lie to sell us stuff to sell us books well you won't be selling me any books you won't trick me into reading any books do you know what I just bought Dear Joan and Jerrica, whose podcast I absolutely love yeah you're obsessed with them oh my goodness me I'm always a bit cautious to recommend them because they are absolutely filth. Like, pure, yeah. you have to have a certain disposition for that kind of thing. Mm. But their book, Why He Turns Away, I bought it myself as an early Christmas present. And Well, the joke is just that they blame all the women who write in, isn't it? Yes, but they are incredibly mm. graphic with their tips of how to keep your man. It's really... What, oh, it's... what are the tips? I don't really want to ruin the podcast. I think you just have to listen. Okay, well, listen, if you're under 18, don't listen to it. But if you're over 18 and you enjoy dark humour... Very I mean, dark. I, ha- I, ha- I haven't listened to it, so... Because I it's... don't listen to any podcasts other than my own. I, I barely <laughs> have the attention span to listen to my own podcasts, so... So what do you think about um, 
Scroogey? Well, look, it's a classic tale of redemption and mm. it gives you hope that people can change as long as they're visited by three ghosts in the night. That's all it takes. Can Which I be... doesn't really happen, does it? I so... want to be cynical as well mm. about... And I hope they give me a job, so sorry to slag them off, but the old Vic Theatre now do Christmas Oh, Carol. how many fucking years are they going to do that fucking play for? That's now their Jesus Christmas Christ. show. That's just their Christmas show every year. Yeah. But also, it drives me a little bit mad because the clientele of the old Vic Theatre mm. are people who are like Ebenezer Scrooge mm. <laughs> in the sense that they are wealthy and keep all their money and tax avoid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all go and watch it and they go, oh, isn't it nice to be nice? They probably give money to the old Vic, though. Probably have a seat named after them. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you in hell. <laughs> See you in hell. Have you seen that version? No. I don't go to the theatre. Mm. Do I? No. Don't like going to the theatre. No. And it um, mostly excruciating. <laughs> Boring. Some, some of it is um, average. Which average is fine when you're like watching a YouTube video or glancing at something on the TV. But when you have got on the tube and gone to something that starts at half seven at night and may not finish until ten or even half ten, it does have to be life changing for me personally because uh, I don't like going outside. And it's always a gamble, isn't it? It's always a risk and it's an expensive risk. To go, that's my I main... do think that... Sorry, go on. No, no. Interrupting people. Why do I do it? I do it all the time because I forget what I'm going to say. But it... It's an important um, conversation technique. I always assume I'm going to be interrupted, so I very rarely have an end to my sentence. So I'm very grateful when you do, when you do do it. It makes me look like and I had something... I can't something... remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just more conscious of it because normally if I'm editing it, mm. I'll edit out the part where I interrupt you so I look like a better person. <laughs> You don't. We we jam. We bounce. Helen, I interrupt you all the time. You listen to me so faithfully. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, that's a really good point, yeah. I was thinking, and then I go, and another thing! <laughs> and just cut you off. And you're like... <laughs> never well, get annoyed at me. Well, I've got to say, I've never ever noticed that, Tilly, so... Was this how your life drawing thing started? I'm just taking off my dressing gown. One layer at a time. Yeah. Was it... Oh no, it was full on nude. They from were the just start. naked. Yeah, immediately. yeah. You've got to set the tone, really. You just got to be naked from the start. Can I send? Imagine how. No, please show me your. Please show me your paintings. I'm gonna WhatsApp you right now. Please do. Go on. What were you gonna say? Remember how it must have been if you'd like gone to see Equus, <gasps> and like the whole time because he doesn't get naked till the end. But for that actor as well, like, the whole show, I wouldn't be able to think about anything other than the fact I was about to. You're about to see Daniel Radcliffe's penis. Yeah. The whole t- like, how much does that? to stop you from my boyfriend's just messaged me oh yeah i'm in a cab with an anti-vaxxer driver <gasps> it's a lot of them he's about. working i should say he's not just going on a on a jolly oh my god how do you even cope with that especially right now i think i'd just cry but there's loads of them like as well i actually have a bit of sympathy not for anti-vaxxer well when i went like in the summer i went to um is that me what, the naked that drawing? Literally, that literally looks like me naked. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I've captured you. Also, I want to the ask you... The tits are just... They're just like mine. Um, so Can this is a picture of a, of a woman kneeling 
Um, or it, although it might look like she's just been cut off from the knee, and she's she got, got some... a wrench. Well, this is what I wanted to ask. What do you think she's holding? It looks like a wrench, <laughs> or a or a lobster claw. It's that's that's how bad my drawing skills are. It was what is it meant to be? Big dildo. What did you, was she holding that in the thing? Yeah, she was holding that. Are you sure this isn't like some sex club thing <laughs> that you've got roped into? No, it was it was very much it was very classy. Here's one. I'll send you another one, and you have to tell me what you think she's holding in this but one. But she was holding a big dildo. See what you think she's holding in this one. I've just sent you another one. Look how bad I am at drawing. Isn't this unreal? <laughs> <laughs> These poor women. <laughs> just to say, with this one, what she's holding is what it looks like. A scythe. <laughs> because she's a grim reaper. Because that's what it fucking looks like. <laughs> no, think about what's that shape with the little bobble at the bottom. Helen, it just looks like she's got a scythe for an arm. <laughs> so she's holding. It also looks like she's wearing some kind of mask. No, that's just my Picasso interpretation of her face. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. It's not. A, listen, if I saw this in a gallery, I wouldn't necessarily, you know. Right, uh, you. The thing that she's holding, you're talking about. So she's got one hand down her pants. No, that was that was accidental. I just her hand was in right. front of her crotch, not not inside. <laughs> So it is I, the other arm. I'm just not very good at drawing fingers, so I just didn't I didn't draw the hand. So it does look like yeah, it's no, going in. Yeah, they are really hard. Um, so oh, above where you can see she's holding, you see that big dangly thing? She's holding that. Oh, right, okay. Um, um, Think about, it opens. It's a thing that opens, and it can open from either end, but there's one correct way of opening it. A packet of biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> it's a banana, it's a banana! <laughs> it's clearly a banana <laughs> okay third and final one that i've just sent you helen it looks like a tentacle it's <laughs> fucking massive it's the same size as a face it was a very big banana oh jesus christ so the third one i've sent you what do you think is going on in the sort of crotch area <laughs> it looks kind of like um male strippers do where they cover their bits with a hat when they're doing the sexy dance. Is it a hat? It's a hat and she was recreating. Ah. She was recreating a nude that her current boyfriend had sent to his ex. And her reply to that picture had been, I don't think we're there yet. And it was a glittery hat in front of his, well, held up mm. by his, um, you know, situation. So it was a clap back. What she was doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's cool. I suppose it's quite cool, but... I don't know. I think she's more making fun of the new boyfriend than she is of the girlfriend. Right, okay. Yeah. It was definitely, it was her doing a mimic of his pose in that really mm. embarrassing nude that he'd sent to a previous girlfriend where she'd gone, I don't think, I don't think we're there yet. Imagine being that confident. Well, I know, it does put us all to shame, doesn't it? I thought, oh my gosh. Maybe there's a whole other life I could be living. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly, <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So listen, I feel like when we did Jesus last year, no, not Jesus, Father Christmas, I get always get them mixed up. <laughs> I was like, what? We did Jesus on the podcast. That's probably why our ratings are so fucking low. Jesus Christ. Um, when, we did, Jesus Christ. when we did Father Christmas, I feel like we really delved mm. into the history of Father Christmas. But I feel like we've not really delved into the history and psyche of Ebenezer Scrooge. or Ebenezer. That's because we've just been talking about fucking nothing for <laughs> half an hour. That sounds about right. Which, I don't know if you've heard the show, is generally what we do to be honest i have a question and it's a bit related to scrooge and the fact that he was capable of change do you have any new year's Mm. resolutions for 2021 i just think they're a bit um personal change happens slowly it doesn't happen overnight it happens when you make a decision to start behaving in a different way and you make small steps towards that big changes can happen overnight I think when they're related to like very self-destructive behaviour, like you can make the decision to go cold turkey on drinking um, or drugs or whatever, gambling, whatever is a particular addiction that you've realised is um, taking over your life. But when you make that decision, it doesn't then suddenly become incredibly easy and your whole life changes. You then still have to like go to Gamblers Anonymous or like start therapy or like avoid certain friends and like those are all smaller changes that you have to like grapple with does that make sense totally I always think it's such a weird human thing as well that we view the first of January as like this hit reset point and we've been doing that with coronavirus where we've all talked Mm. about like 2021 as though like there's an actual stop and an actual start again rather than it's just a continuation of time. But I do it, I don't know about you, like the way I visualise the year is like a line and then it goes back to the beginning of the line for January mm. the 1st and I always imagine that that's what's going to happen to my brain as well and it just obviously doesn't. I mean, it's definitely not completely untrue because it is how a lot of humans feel and therefore it does like shape the world, but... It is incredibly arbitrary. And it is nice, the idea that I do always like January because for January, I tend to stick with my New Year's resolutions. It's February that I tend to fall off the wagon. And I do really Do you have any? Um, No, I don't. But I'm sure I will by January the 1st. I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head now. Do more. No, do less. Do less, Helen. You do less, I'll do more. We should swap. (laughs) 
I need to do way more than I do and you need to do way less than you do. Nah, I think we're both great. <laughs> we're like the mummy and daddy bears and then we've got our perfect baby bear who is yet to be conceived. Do you know what I mean? The three Who's bears. Baby bear? Too hot, too cold and then the, the baby bear is yet oh, to right. be. I don't know who our baby bear would be. I thought you were talking about Matt. I was like, I'm not Matt's mother. <laughs> I was like, what? A third? What? <laughs> Are you talking about our book or our... We could take over from Graham Norton. Should I ring up? We would be terrible. We would be we'd terrible. We'd burn the fucking studio down. Yeah, we'd be terrible. Yeah, we would suck, actually. I we'd, like, we... we'd get sued so much. We wouldn't really keep on topic, I think, would be the main problem. Oh, we've got a caller in from whatever, and then we just forget they're on the line and just start talking about something else. Yeah, or, like, you know... Melissa McCarthy's in the studio, so we end up talking about... Scrooge. <laughs> Finally start talking about Scrooge, and Melissa McCarthy's just there like, didn't you want to ask me about Gilmore Girls? <laughs> no! Fuck off, Melissa! <laughs> oh, I'm talking to my friend though. about Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? Isn't Dickens great? Mm. I really think, what a what a good writer. That's my conclusion. He can write a he book. He is good. And I find it really hopeful and also depressing how relevant the texts are to 2020. Oh, well, it's Jacob Rees-Mogg, really, isn't it? Every, every bit of Scrooge's ideology is just the current conservative mantra. Yep. Really, that aid will create people who are dependent upon it. Yeah. Um, the idea, the, the notion of an unworthy poor and a worthy poor and... And that UNICEF are giving us food parcels for a publicity stunt rather than because we need them. Yeah. But the good news is... Yeah. Scrooge was capable of change. Only if he was visited by some fucking ghosts. Do you know what I mean? But this is the irony as well, is is those Dickens... All of Dickens' books, really, being so prescient now as they were then, is evidence that actually, no, it doesn't change. It just continues Mm. to be bad. Cheers. 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 Fucking cheers. Yeah, I don't really know how I'm going to get out of this shit because um, I I just don't know what I'm going to do work-wise, life-wise. It is going to get better, I do think. I know I just said that things don't get better, but actually I was studying for this show that I've just been writing. I was looking at like the experience of children and I was looking Oh, back... do you work in the theatre? Um, I like to write verbatim plays. You can follow us at Lung Theatre. Um, and actually... I was trying to do like a clever comparison between the workhouses and now and how the thing about the workhouses is that there was actually a bottom line. Like, Have we d- both got the same chipped nail polish on? <laughs> I see what you mean about you interrupting me. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit more red. But you are right. Mm. It's quite a look, isn't it? Mm. Been doing some scratching. Um, yeah, I was trying to do like a comparison because the workhouses were a bottom line in the sense that like, there was actually some somewhere you could eventually go if you really, really needed to, whereas we don't have that bottom line anymore. Like, you're declared intentionally homeless if you, you know, feel like somewhere's unfit to live and then the, the council, your local council are able to completely wash their hands of you and you don't, you're not able to get government support. Like, that isn't, that is a thing. But... And if you have kids, would they get taken into care? Yeah, if you're homeless, yeah. But I was thinking, so I was trying to do this comparison... And then I was thinking, but it doesn't really work because it is better now. Like, it is. 
and change has happened and reforms have happened and the well st- nine-year-olds don't get sent to work in mills and that's now. it tilly look at you you got to look at the positives <laughs> we don't have i mean we do have child slave labor we've just exported it to international mm. realms but merry christmas <laughs> look at that you've worked your way through that gin and tonic please don't draw attention to my drinking <laughs> did you um i assume have the blue pints at corp Wait, what was it in a blue pint so this was at sheffield in at corp nightclub they would it would be the four shots of um vodka i used to have quad vod and yeah. iron brew so iron brew quad vod blue pint was the same as a quad vod it was like the same word for a different word for the same thing so it was oh, four right. four shots of vodka topped up with blue wkd wasn't it yeah i've definitely had that um, and the vodka apparently was so cheap that they used to clean the tables down with the same vodka that you drank and it then became illegal to serve the quad vods slash blue pints because they were, they were so lethal that they basically got banned from... So what you had to do instead... Lethal? No one died. <laughs> People did go blind. In my final year... I had that vodka that made that girl go blind. Yeah. You're talking about that inferior vodka that they were selling at... Um, yeah, Broomhill. Shop and say. Yeah. Broomhill. Yeah. yeah, I lived around the corner from that fucking It was so shop. cheap, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was called, the shop. Select and save. Select and save. From select and save. And the label, I remember looking at the, I think I must have talked about this on the podcast before, the label looked like it had been printed on MS Paint. And I just thought, what the hell? Let's go with it. <laughs> and I ended up vomiting my guts out. And then two weeks later, I read an article that was like, inferior vodka made female student go blind. Yeah. <laughs> Temporarily. she's. I think she's fine She's now. fine now. But, she's fine. but they did have to stop selling it. But in Corp, um, with the blue pints, what they did instead was they just made them double shots and then they would give you two shots of vodka on the side that you then had to tip in yourself. Uh, so it was still the same price and you still got the same thing, but they, they found the loophole. You had to do some of the, the labour yourself. Yeah, they found the loophole. I saw someone tweet that, um, you won't know this because you've been off Twitter. You've definitely had this uh-huh. beamed into your brain. Um, it was to anti-vaxxers being like, if you drank the um, the quad vod or the blue pint at Corp, then you can't complain about or worry about what's, what's in, the in the vaccine. Yeah, you saw it, didn't you? Very true. You've seen it. I didn't. I didn't see that one. No, the last one of those I saw was if you've ever visited a straight man's apartment, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine. That is great. It's so true, isn't it? It's so true. Life is all about risks. Not that a vaccine is a risk, sorry. Fucking hell. Whoa. Listen, careful what you say. It's game game over in this town. It is. If you say the wrong thing, game over. Game over. Well, depends who you are. Well, Scrooge is great and people can change. Do you believe that people could change? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because I've changed. Yeah. I honestly believe we are all just our experiences. I know there's the whole like nature versus nurture stuff and everyone's like, but I, I believe all of the things that are bad have come from society. It's all experiences and like if you are helped to shape, it's a mixture of the two, isn't it? It's like ingredients being put together and having different results. But mm. I do think people can be shown and supported and to changing their perspectives and their behaviours and stuff, definitely. I do think there are inherently evil people. Do do you? Do you know any? I don't think I know any. No, I don't think I've ever met any. But, like, serial killers. 
like really awful serial killers or like people who torture people or i do believe that some people are just born like without any empathy for other people i find that so hard to believe but maybe Mm. you're right well it's just human nature isn't it i think the thing about empathy is i do think some people really feel it like really just look at people and are able to see what they're feeling and they feel it too but i do think empathy can be learned like i think you don't have to yeah you don't have to be completely feeling it to rationally understand right that person's crying that means they're upset that means this like i suppose i just find it hard to believe that someone who went on to like commit really awful crimes if someone had just been a bit nicer to them they wouldn't have Maybe they wouldn't have committed the crimes that they would have done because, I don't know, they'd be in politics or something. But do you know what I mean? Do you have, like, serial killers in any other species? You know people kill because they hunt? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. There's a crocodile that was a serial killer of humans. Just for fun? <laughs> just for sport? Yeah. Yeah. What? Would do it when he was just full, just for a laugh. <laughs> Fair fucks, fair fucks. But fair he, fucks to the croc, to be he honest. He might have been doing it like how we swat flies. He was like, you're in mm. my home. It's not like an evil yeah, act. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Let me find him. Serial killer crocodile. Gustav. That was his name. Gustav. Uh, yeah, he's still alive. Um, Gustav is a large... We should do an episode on Gustav. Gustav is a large male Nile crocodile from Burundi. He is no- notorious for being a man-eater and is rumoured to have killed as many as 300 people from the banks of the Ruzizi River. Though the actual number is difficult to verify, he has obtained near-mythical status and was greatly feared by people in the region. Because he killed them all? In 2019, Travel Africa magazine stated that Gustav has been killed. It is not said how he was killed or by whom. Oh my god, so he was then murdered. Gustav was the basis of the film Primeval. No way. Hmm. There we go. Good luck to him. Unless he's dead. <laughs> well, listen. We've done it. I love doing this. Listen. And we love Who you. is Scrooge? We don't know. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed us sending postcards to some of um, our listeners this Christmas. Internationally, you will not have got them before Christmas, apparently. But hopefully you'll get... But they have been sent. Yeah. And thank you everyone who has been donating to us on the coffee page, on the Buy Us A Coffee. I think it is. Buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. It... possibly. I don't know. Um, yeah. And the, the Patreon page as well. It is so lovely to just have people just to know that um people appreciate the show um especially when we don't really mention donations actually on the show to have people seek out those links and um send us cash is really lovely so thank you for that do you have anything you want to add just that well done everybody for making it through 2020 and um be nice to yourselves be nice to yourselves. That's the credo. Do things you enjoy. Do what you love. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to play video games. I'm trying to watch stuff, even though I'm, I don't ever feel like it anymore. I'm going to watch Barry tonight. Oh, I've heard that's great. Yeah, so me and me and the BF, the ball and chain, I'm going to watch that. So that'll be fun. That's so nice. 
What are you What are you doing tonight? I don't actually know. Probably playing um, Monopoly card game because that's what I do every night. So, uh, <laughs> what on your phone? Oh my god, no! It's cards. It's cards. Tilly, you have to get yourself some Monopoly cards and play the Monopoly card game. It's Monop- why not just play Monopoly? It's Monopoly in fifteen minutes, but also it feels. You feel in control of your life when you're playing it, even when you're losing, because it's all about mm. capitalism and it makes you just love mm. capitalism and want money and properties in your property portfolio. It's so highly addictive. Yeah, so I will be doing that and drinking my Prosec, popping more Prosec. Pop that Prosec like this. Okay. Okay, well, it's time for us to go. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and we will be back in 2021. Oh yeah, back um, with a vengeance. We need to figure out who we're doing. So if you have any uh, suggestions, yeah, you can... Where's the best place to reach us really? Because I'm, well, I'm not checking any social media now, so it'll have to be you. So where would you prefer things to be sent? Either a Twitter DM or an Instagram DM is fine. I've remember I've been reminded of the passwords for both, so I've now logged back in. <laughs> sorry if we've ignored you. Yeah, we hadn't ignored a lot of people, so sorry that it took us so long to get back to you. But uh, but we're back on it now. It's not that we don't love you; it's just that we're deeply unorganised <laughs> people. It's true. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Something about Scrooge. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.